Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. What a presence of the Holy Ghost that's here this morning. It's so wonderful and it's so appropriate today to worship the Lord and to be thankful. I, I have the privilege, I'm not speaking y'all, so I'm sure you'll be relieved. I have the privilege to introduce the one who is speaking and I'm so privileged to do that. Um, when we prayed for someone to take over the ministry after myself and Sister um, Cricket, the Lord laid Sister Amy Townsend on both our hearts. And so I was scared to call her because I was afraid she'd tell me no <laughs> when she found out what all was involved. But she didn't. She accepted it. She accepted the position, but she also then embraced the ministry of it. And I couldn't be prouder of her. You know, when she was little running around here, her and Alan and Justin, and I think there were a few more of them, but those were the three culprits. They would run around here and they had things they were always doing, you know, taking people to the cars with their umbrellas, flashlights, and then they would wear these hats and glasses sometimes. It was just hysterical. But we started calling them the posse. And so she was in that. She was telling people what to do then. <laughs> sort of. I know for sure she kept Justin out of trouble. I'm pretty sure Alan, too. She could straighten him out real quick. And sometimes we threaten him, Justin being him, with calling Amy every now and then. We need her help. But she just, what I was so impressed with is that she took this, and she didn't just do it as a job. She really embraced it, and she does it with class. She's very classy anyhow, but she did it with class. And... What's good to see is that the next generation is taking up. The, the men that are coming up here and stepping outside their comfort zone, and I know it's outside their comfort zone because I know them. And with Amy, Sister Townsend is the same way. She has stepped outside her comfort zone, I would say. But she's done it well. And so I'm proud that I can see that, that we're still here and we can see that and see them embracing. And I think we're in very safe hands. So today, as she comes, I would like you to give her your utmost respect and attention as she brings a word for us today. Praise the Lord and happy Mother's Day. If you all will just join with me in prayer, pray for me, then you can be seated. Lord, I love you, and I thank you, God, for this opportunity. God, I pray that you would bless this word, bless my mind, bless my heart, God, to, to minister, Lord, to speak the word that you have given me, God. Touch our minds, our hearts, our ears, God, that we will receive a word from you today. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, you can be seated. I'm going to start with a little story, and if you can find, if you found yourself here before, please give me a thumbs up to let me know I'm not the only one. I needed to do the laundry, but then I realized I was out of detergent, so I went to write a shopping list. 
then realized how unorganized the junk drawer was and started checking all the pens for ink. When I went to toss the junk, I saw the trash was full, but before I took it out, I wanted to get rid of all the old food in the fridge. That's when I realized a juice jug had leaked, so I needed to clean it. But when I went to grab a rag, I saw the pantry closet was a nightmare, so I started organizing it. And that's how I ended up on the floor looking at my old photo albums from the 1990s and not doing laundry. <laughs> You've been there before? Good. Thank you. Thank you. So if you have found yourself in this position, I hope something I will say today will make a little bit of sense to you. I want to start with Philippians chapter 3, verse 14. This is kind of one of my go-to verses. It just makes me feel empowered. It says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The NIV says it this way. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The words I press mean to run swiftly in order to catch a person or a thing or to pursue. The word mark has two meanings, one being overseer or the mark at which you shoot, like a bullseye or target. And the word prize means just that, it's a reward. So my version of this verse would be, I am running and pursuing my overseer, Christ, with my eye on the target, heaven, to get my reward. All my life I've set goals for myself, not really because I'm that ambitious or driven, but simply because I like to mark things off and feel accomplished. But 12 years ago, my goals shifted quite a bit. You know, my overall goal's always been to make it to heaven. I think we can all agree that's our, our main goal. But 12 years ago, I became a mother, and so that goal changed a little bit for me. No longer is it my goal to simply make it to heaven. My goal is to take my children with me. So I added a little bit to that. Um, Friday night at ladies' conference, Sister Tenney spoke, and it was all about heaven. If you were there, it was just... I was just captivated because she answered every single question I've ever had. And it was like just as soon as I thought about the question, she answered it. It was just magnificent. And the whole time I was, you know, envisioning, dreaming about heaven. And what I saw were all of you. I saw my family. I saw my children. I saw people who have gone on before me, people that I've never met before but I've heard about all my life. We were all there. Because I simply cannot imagine heaven without you. I cannot imagine heaven without my family, without my children. Amen. So the question is, if my goal is to make it to heaven, if that's my target, get my children there. I know I can't save them myself, but I can pray for them. I can speak Jesus over them day and night. If that's my goal... How do I do it? How can I make sure I've done everything within my power to do it? And the key is to press. Press on. Pursue. Keep pursuing. Pray. Keep praying. And focus. That's hard to do in our world today. Focus. That's a word I say. I teach fourth grade. And I say the word focus. Eight million times a day. Focus. 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 Focus on what you're doing, not what your neighbor's doing. Focus on what, we're do what I'm saying, not what they're saying. Focus. It's hard to do because our world is crazy busy. Our lives are crazy busy. 
when I hear the word focus, I also think of, you know, target practicing. And it's almost instinctive when you're shooting a gun, I do it, you close one eye. I can only blink one eye, so I'm hoping I'm blinking the right eye, I don't know. But I had to research why do we do that? Why is that such an instinct? And Google said a lot of stuff, but what stood out to me most was the idea behind the practice is to lower the activity of the half of the brain that isn't technically being used, so your less dominant side. It went on to say that, um, let's see, freeing it from distractions, that was in there too, that was important, freeing your, that side of the brain of distractions. Over the years, well-practiced shooters have determined that closing one eye helps you line up your target more easily. So, my goal, my target, get to heaven, take as many people with me as I can, I'm going to have to free myself of distractions. That's hard to do. Moms, that's hard to do. Grandmas, that's hard to do. Because we're taking care of everybody. We're doing everything, doing all the things and it's good things, you know, we can justify it because it's stuff that has to be done. We have to go to work, we have to plan meals, we have to, you know, get the kids here, get the kids there, whatever, running all over the place, family obligations, work obligations, we have to do it. But how can I rid myself of unnecessary distractions? When Case was in fourth grade, he was on the archery team. I got his permission, we talked about this, and I'm gonna make a joke about myself so he'll feel better. He joined the archery team and their, their slogan was, where I got my title from today, focus and adjust. It's a cute little saying, but I didn't really quite understand the, folk, or the adjust part. You know, archers, they pull back, eye on the target and let it go. Why do they need to adjust? I don't really understand. But one day, I decided I was gonna go outside and help Case. I've shot shotguns, can't be that different. I was very wrong. First of all, I grabbed, I grabbed the, the thing, the bow, and I held it upside down. I was like, what is wrong with this thing? It, it's broken, it's broken. No, no, mama, you're, it's upside down. So, okay, got that fixed. Then I couldn't, I couldn't hardly pull it back, and I'm strong. Why couldn't I pull this back? I had no muscles, apparently. I had no muscles. So when I finally did get it back, I was shaking so hard, I couldn't, there was no way I could focus on anything. When I finally did, I was so far off my target. I was, in the, I was pointing in the right direction, I thought. I thought I was on the target, but I had to adjust. That's what we have to do, moms. We're working, we're doing the things, we're doing the right things, we're doing the good things that have to be done, but sometimes we're just not quite on the target. We have to adjust. <clears throat> the, the task is overwhelming. That's, that seems to be when we're most distracted, when the task is so large. And raising families is a large task and it's easy to get distracted. And Satan would love nothing more than to distract you with unnecessary things. Because if he can distract you, he can silence you. Because you're not praying, you're not fasting, you're not doing the things because you're worried about 
the other stuff. And if he can silence you, he's got your children. He's got your families. He's got your nieces. He's got your nephews. If he can silence you. No one loves your children like Jesus, but no one can pray for them like you can. Ephesians 6.13, another one of my go-to scriptures. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor, that ye may be able able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, stand. Mamas, aunts, grandmas, when you've done all, you've prayed, you've fasted, you've interceded for them. When you've done all you can do, just stand. Stand on his word. Stand on his promises. Stand on what you know. You know that God is good. You wouldn't be here if you didn't. You know he loves you. You know he loves your children. Stand on that. Do what you know. Remain faithful. Keep showing up. Do what you know. My cousin recently posted something on Facebook. Something, I should have written it down, but something to the effect of, never underestimate the power of the last minute spoken by an exhausted mother. And it is so true. I can be working all day cleaning my house, and it's nothing, it looks like nothing's been done because I'm going from one room to the other, not focused on anything, but then I hear somebody's coming over, and it's like, wow, it's just a miracle. I don't understand. I don't know why that happens, but it does. But I hope the same is true spiritually, because we are living in the last days. We are down to the last minute. 2 Timothy 3, starting with verse 1, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Sounds like today to me. But if we go down to verse 14, we're given our instruction. You must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. We know what to do. We just have to do it. We just have to be consistent. We have to be disciplined. And that's hard to do. But just keep doing it. Keep working. Keep praying. Let your mama's superpowers kick in and get your children prayed through. Intercede for them. Cover them. Don't worry about getting them to Harvard. I have to tell myself that daily. I spend way too much time going over homework. I'm not trying to get them to Harvard. I just want to get them to heaven. I want to get them graduated and I want to get them to heaven. Don't let unnecessary things creep in and shift your focus. Don't take on more than what you can do. And that's hard. We don't like to say no. But if it's going to get in the way of your family time, it's not worth it. Not worth it. Your home is your mission field. Make it a priority. And when life creeps in and your focus begins to slip, because it will, you're going to get off target, that's fine. 
just remember to readjust. Stand firm, breathe, and readjust. Many times when I'm trying to focus on something, especially during prayer time, I have to make a list. I like to see things. So I put together a little slideshow to help you remember, help you remember why you do what you do, help you remember who needs you. Your grandbabies need you. Your nieces and nephews need you. Your children, grown and young, they need you. And if you don't, who's going to? Who's going to pray for them like you are? Who's going to intercede for them like you will? I hope you enjoy. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.